Good morning, everyone. My name is Dwayne. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. Today, we have another episode of Monday Morning Movies. As always, I am joined by my co-host for the Monday Morning Movie Show. We have Brett Murphy from bam to tv Brett, hello, my good friend. How you doing today, Mr. Dwayne? It's been another couple weeks, so happy to be back. Uh, yes, I'm very, very excited to be back with you today. How is everything? How was your New Year's? Happy New Year's, everyone. January 4th today on this fine Monday, the first Monday of 2021. Listen, this is the today will define the rest of the year. The first Monday of 2021. How you feeling? Pretty good, I think. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's still a little early to tell, but that, that's a pretty good uh, way to base the year off. But the first Monday is always very telling. But uh, no, my New Year's was good. It was a bit more laid back. Obviously, there's yeah. still plenty of uh, COVID-19 restrictions in my area. So it was just kind of a relaxing New Year, which is actually a bit nice for a change. It didn't feel chaotic. didn't feel like I had to do a bunch of running around and see friends and family and stuff. I kind of just kicked back this year. So it was actually, it was actually a nice change. Uh yeah yeah uh, agreed my uh my New Year's was also um my New Year's was also very 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 um laid back and chill I I was just me and Mom Dukes we just we we honestly I did I did the uh best of show that night on New Year's Day no it was the night before New Year's on New Year's Eve so I didn't do my normal watch the countdown on whatever I didn't really feel like it because I felt like it would be, it would be like really really depressing to watch that yeah and I was like because <laughs> sure. I, I know they were doing like Times Square but no people I was like dude why I don't know it's way too cold to have those artists there with no people just have them be in a studio or something you know <laughs> but it's glad to hear Happy to hear from you again, as always. Very excited to get into what we have for you today. And what we have for you today, everyone, uh, we have um, a couple of questions that I've received lately on uh, this show's um, Skype. It was like this, you know, some of the some of the uh, the Twitter and Facebook questions that I found from this episode. Well, this show's um, Skype kind of number. So I'm excited to get into that. And one of the big questions that was asked a person asked about two weeks ago no it was about when wonder woman came out so the first question that i wanted to get through uh, to talk to you and see what your thoughts are is uh why are blockbusters the only divisive movies and i heard that and i was like that's not true is it true then I was I looked back into a timeline of like when this whole thing kind of started as far as like divisive movies, wars online, civil wars amongst friends. And it I have to I I feel like it started when BBS came out. And then it was BBS, and then I went from BBS right to uh The Last Jedi. And then uh, you know it, it, it then it goes to every time a DC movie releases, um, you know you have the side of DC people who are upset that they kind of changed their they changed their their like as far as they changed their views on the movies as far as like whether we wanted to be dark or light. So all the light come the light and fun DC movies, the uh, you know the, the Snyder DC people really really hate it and stuff like that because they wanted to go back to uh to the dark stuff like there's petitions to get shazam remade which is so ridiculous um <laughs> we have that and then we have wonder woman i mean the rise of skywalker was a good one joker was a good one say what you want about joker but joker made a billion dollars so i consider that a blockbuster movie uh and then you have rise of skywalker that came out last year you had solo then you have uh then you would have uh, this, you know, this recent one with Wonder Woman 1984. So 
I think this is a great question. I saw this and I was like, oh yeah, that's a, I, I'm definitely going to put that, put that on today's agenda to kind of kick off the new year as far as this show goes. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, and uh, before you give your thoughts, I want to hear you get your thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984. Cause I know usually you and I, we like to come around uh, Mondays is like, is like our time to come around and talk about, you know, discussions that was happening through the week. So what's your, what did you think about the movie and what's your thoughts on this question? Uh, so for the movie, it's I was let's see how to kind of phrase it. I was disappointed, but not because I hated it or anything by any means, but just because I was mixed on it. I I really do love the first Wonder Woman. Aside from my few gripes, like I think the villains are really weak and the third act isn't the best, but I do love the first movie and I've watched it so many times. So I went into this one with pretty high expectations. And I didn't love it anywhere near how much I loved the first. But it was still, it was mostly mixed, but I'd say it was more positive than negative. It was more like 60-40 rather than like 50-50 right down the middle. Mm -hmm. I think that the performances were great. I really do think Gal Gadot, you know, she's perfect for the role. I think Kristen Wiig was really good. I didn't, I didn't think the Cheetah CGI was as bad as I expected. I think the face was rough, but I think the rest was pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, Chris Pine, as always, you no, know, he's just, he's a charming dude and he, he knows what he's doing by now. And Pedro Pascal, though, was the biggest standout for me i thought he was perfect yeah. as the villain he was fantastic he was just the perfect amount of sort of cheesy and hammy but with a certain amount of this sort of down-to-earthness right that kind of having the son and him thinking that he needed all this money and this fame and this power to be a good father because you know he didn't have that but then he realized that he just kind of needed to be there for his son sure. so i really did love his dynamic there and i think i like the messages too i like the messages about letting go and, and finding love and the whole thing like I just described with Pedro Pascal and his son. So I think the movie, its heart was in the right place. And I think the performances were all great. But then you get to the rest. And I thought that the CGI was awful. And a lot of the action scenes are absolutely laughable. Like there was no scene in this movie anywhere near the same level as No Man's Land, which is easily I, yeah. one of the best comic book movie Baffled. action sequences out there. And just it, the story in general was chaotic and just mind-blowing how dumb it was like it's like for those of you who haven't seen it, i guess it's kind of a minor spoiler alert but like yeah. not really but it's like it's this it's a wish crystal or whatever the fuck you want to call it it's like this magic crystal and you just say your wish and then it's happening and the movie just is all over the place in store in terms of storytelling it's fucking insane I, I was thinking like the other day i was like it's literally a cw storyline it like, is just it's because hilarious I, 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 when I was watching and I watched with my mother, my mother, you know, we got, I got the screener. I was like, hey, I got the screener for Wonder Woman 1984 a couple of days early. Let's give it a watch. It's, you know, we watched it. And from the get go, maybe after the Olympic scene, I was just blown away and all the wrong reasons because I was like, this feels like a, a, a like a, a, a downgrade from the first one. Like, I'm not even complaining about no color palette. I'm talking about like as far as the the what is this scene? Like the scene in the beginning, whether she was going for 1980s campy or whether she was going for like those old uh Superman movies campy. Um, I was just the, the kids are flying into pillows. She's <laughs> dropping because you know she's doing that that old trope where uh, you know, you hop in front of the camera, but then you do an edit to make it seem like she she flew there or something. 
uh, the guys are like unbelievably like bad superhero villains who are like no and it was just i was like whoa then the movie starts and we have a crystal and we have Kristen wig doing i swear to god the 80th trope in a in a superhero movie where glasses and messy hair you're (laughs) you're hideous like what (laughs) and i'm looking at this woman who's absolutely gorgeous and i have to listen to the movie tell me tell me like hey no she's not she's she's a mess and i said all right dude and then we're doing that and her big villain origin story is that she's hot what is going on i i i was just so taken aback by how and i rewatched the first one a few days ago and i was like i don't know how you go from this tight lip story like focused tight lip we have a goal we have a destination we have the the character growth in between. I don't know how you go from that to whatever this was, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> and the and even like Hannah at first, she's like, "Oh my god, I loved it. It's 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 campy. It's fun." But then after a couple, after a while, even she's like, "Dude, this is a mess. Like you know, like this is just messy." And I don't know what happened. So um, I cut you off. I'm sorry, but I just I, the movie gets me so angry because I don't know what happened. You know, so. Um, all right, let's, that goes into the question of what do you think, uh, why do you think blockbusters are so divisive? The big thing I can think of when you first kind of mentioned this question was I don't think necessarily that the movies themselves are actually that divisive. I think it's audience expectations is what causes this sort of mm-hmm. divisiveness. Like That's you bad. said, for the, yeah, like for your example, like you said, DC is kind of taking a bit of a turning on for a more lighthearted approach. We could say almost, you know, I hate to say it because obviously people freak out when you do, but they, they really did take the more quote unquote Marvel or MCU approach, making more lighthearted sort of jokey movies with like bits of emotion and drama thrown in here and there. But, and you know, that freaks out the people who want the Snyderverse and then it does this and that. But I think, I think that's the main thing is that's what it is. is audience expectations Audiences see the trailers, they hear the leaks, the rumors, the this and that, and they have a certain idea of what this movie should be in their mind. And when they go to the theater and the movie doesn't cater to exactly what they expected on their own, like their own personal you know, thoughts and feelings on the movie, they freak out. And then for some reason now that's translated. Like you said, I really do feel like Batman v Superman was kind of the kickoff point for this insane amount of online discourse. So we'll say back in 2016, I don't know what drove people to start going on Twitter and like flipping out and starting this whole like, you know, cancel culture and all these petitions and stuff. But I think that's really what it is, is audience expectations. You know, people went into The Last Jedi and one, the movie wasn't exactly what they wanted. This happy-go-lucky, another adventure with your favorite crew, and yeah. and Ray was a Skywalker right from the beginning, and Luke was all happy-go-lucky and ready to jump back into the Jedi robes and things like that. People lost their shit because the movie did something different. Half the people loved it, like myself, because it was the first time that they kind of strayed away from the typical Star Wars formula, and then other people said it ruined the entire Star Wars saga for them, and they'll never watch a Star Wars movie again, and their childhood is ruined now, and they can't even think about it, or they cry, and it's like, it's fucking insane. And you think about, like, Wonder Woman now, for example, people wanted the first Wonder Woman again, and actually, I feel like a lot of people went into this one, in my mind, went in expecting something more similar to Thor Ragnarok, based yeah, off of I'm, the way I'm that the trailers yeah. and the posters were styled, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then when it wasn't, and it was sort of this cheesy, almost homage to, like, 
you know, the Richard Donner Superman movies and it was a bit goofier and things like that. People didn't like it. And it's fine for you. Like, I understand your arguments. I'm talking about the people that are going out online again and, and sending out these petitions and cancel Gal Gadot and uh, sign this petition to fire Patty Jenkins from directing Wonder Woman 3 and all this other stuff. I'm like, people, come on. It's a movie. Because then you have the other side. Like, I'm kind of mixed, like I said. But then I've seen, again, the same amount, number of reactions of people saying like they loved the cheesiness and they loved the over the top nature and they loved how colorful and full of heart it was. So it's really just split right down the middle. And what it comes down to is not the movie itself, but it's what audiences expect to get from the movie when they first watch it. Right. They feel like for some reason that these directors and actors and studios owe them something and they're going to cater the movie to their exact needs. And when the movie doesn't do that, because it's just, it's a movie they lose their minds and then they just, they take it to online and that's when they, you know, they kick up a big storm. Uh, yeah, I would have to go. Yeah. I, I have to go with, uh, why blockbusters are so, um, cause I was going to put superhero movies, but then you have to go with like star Wars and stuff like that. Right. So blockbusters in general, uh, just because I, uh, I think it has something to do with how massive the audiences are for these movies. And okay. Tenet, a movie like Tenet is a, it's a blockbuster. Right, yeah, and sure. I wouldn't say it was divisive. I just say people liked it, people didn't, and they moved on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like a Wonder Woman or like a BBS or Star Wars: The Last Jedi where people liked it, people didn't, and they fought. You know, yeah. Tenet was just. Eh, I mean, I liked it. I mean, I, I didn't like it. Okay, and that's <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like, like I yeah. wish it was like that all the time. But these movies have such a passionate fan base that i mean it's just gonna happen and i've got yeah. numerous kind of debate discussions with like friends when bvs came out about how i thought it was a mess and then mm. friends who defended and then this that and the third and uh what's the movie that you and i butt heads about it's always all, all the time not like butt heads all the time but it's like yeah, yeah. casually like banter uh, like i forget but it's like i be i know man of steel is one of the week yeah, man of steel, that's the one, that's the one. Was it? that's the one okay. yeah man of steel. i absolutely hate that like i hate like a lot of the things involved with man of steel right and, and i and i hear that it's a masterpiece to people all the time and i'm like i don't, <laughs> I don't fucking get it but um yeah. I, but like i just think i think banter and debates are fine if they're respectful mm. if right. they're respectful you and i were never would never end our friendship because, because of, of man our, of steel yeah because of man of steel yeah. and I, I, people online would and it's like exactly. it's crazy to me i don't get it but um i think and i was not expect i thought i thought wonder woman 1984 was going to be I'm all for you going camp and going back into those times because that's how it is, but you have to do it right. And I think the best example is when you get movies that are set in that time and they're done so well, like a stranger things. I'd never watched. I'm never watching stranger things. Like, dude, what the fuck is this? Like, you know what I mean? Like I, because it's, you can go back to those times with like respect for those times, but not to just, it literally felt like the movie itself came out in the 80s. That's why it was so, it was like weird, like to, to from editing choices to like winks to the camera. And I'm like, I know the movie's called 1984, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have to feel like it's made in 1984. 
I it, it just it was so weird. And then like the wire stuff where like one of them made a quick, quick kick a guy and he flips a thousand times. And oh, I yeah. was like, dude, like I don't know what's going on here. But um <laughs> I most to mention it was long, man. It oh was my way god, too it was long. so long. I know the argument with that, everyone's like, Oh, but that's how most superhero movies are. Yeah, this but like really most of them can if you have a lot to I, I feel like because your movie is a superhero movie. I feel like the idea of with some people is that, okay, so it has to be long, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, Aquaman did not need to be two hours and 21 minutes or whatever. Aquaman could have been way more contained with one villain, and then we move on to the next to the next one. I would, I would give a runtime like that to a movie like a BVS to where you have two big blockbuster characters that you want to make sure you completely uh develop them into inside of a inside of a massive runtime i don't even right. think, i don't even think that 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 happens in that movie but i think in the, <laughs> in the mindset when you're making a movie of that caliber you can't really you can't really hone in all those focal points in under two hours i mean that's Holy. just that's just a that's just a it's right. like when justice league came out and they were so adamant on this two hour thing and the movie just goes way too quick because we're not we're not getting those hit impactful emotions with characters like cyborg and gal and then wonder woman and all that stuff you know right well here's like a good example too of like how you're saying like the runtime has to be like kind of deserved or earned put it this way just for perspective sake Avengers Infinity War and Wonder Woman 1984 have the exact same runtime. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know, an event movie with the Avengers and you get the snap and all this other stuff and Wonder Woman 1984 with its magic crystal, wish granting crystal and, you know, cheetah and stuff. They have the exact same runtime. And, and, the middle, and the, crazy. like a, a lot of the middle could just be taken out. I oh, yeah. don't, I don't know what, I just don't know what went wrong because I was such a big fan of the first one. And I'm not here saying the first one is some masterpiece, but I'm like, you cannot give me, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I just, it just goes, it, it's just, it's just really, really strange how uh, that, that script is so tight. The, uh, the moments are so tight that I like the nomad land. If I'm rewound, rewinding, like twice to watch the scene again, then you've hit something with me. At Wonder Woman, those action scenes were so forgettable. I was right. like, it was so weird because they were so forgettable and so. Ju- I, I haven't seen like a bad action scene in a long time. You know what I mean? In a superhero right. movie, like I don't, I can't even recall the last time I said, "Dude, this action sequence is horrible." And I, I, I can't, I can't tell you. And I'm going back to even superhero movies that I don't even enjoy, and I'm like. Okay, here's one. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't care about it. But hey, that highway that highway scene is pretty cool. Hey, the fight with Ghost and Ghost and uh and the Wasp is cool. Hey, the end battle is a little it was a little weird and not fun. But like it's <laughs> it's uh, I don't hate it. I'm watching this movie. I'm hating the opening action scene. I'm hating the highway scene by uh, what all these facials that they're asking her to do and and she's flopping everywhere. The end battle with Cheetah. I can't see and uh and then the last like moment with uh Wonder Woman and and Maxwell Lord is just I hate it. <laughs> I don't know I don't I don't know what happened. So I I just think honestly when it comes down to the the divisiveness it just comes down to how passionate the audiences are for the movie, you know? Definitely. Um and this is not going to stop. You know, I mean we're no. going to get we're going to get a kajillion more. 
especially in March. And holy fuck, I am just, <laughs> I just want to get past it. I just want to yes, watch it. Fine if you put to bed. You know what I'm talking about if you're listening. Oh and yeah, if you heard me. Like I just want to watch it, put it to bed, and I just want to sleep on like just never on speak about it again. I mean, listen, it's just I, I'm ready. I already, I already have my accounts who I know are gonna just no matter what happens. It, it, I know I'm gonna hear the, this is the best thing. It's the best thing that's ever happened in superhero movies. This is better than all these Marvel movies. Uh, I just um, what's his face is a genius, and I, I'm I already muted those accounts. I muted them because I I can't I can't I don't have the time. I just don't. Okay, so whether even even if it, even if I like it, I just I just wanna I just wanna move on. Okay, from all this. So. That being said, let's go to our next question. Uh, next question that we have uh, today here is um, this question that I saw here on one of our forums is uh, what move? What movie in twenty twenty one has has the potential to be the best movie of the year? Jeez, that's a loaded so question. <laughs> there's a yeah. So I'll start then. Uh, there's there's movies that I'm in, looking forward to, but then there's movies that I there's movies that I would like. I don't know if it has the potential to be the best movie, but if I have to right. come off the bat right right away, disregard like I'm, I'm completely disregarding like indie movies because you, you usually don't know about indie movies until right, they they're like come out. they kind of just come out at a festival and then you hear about it and stuff like that because they have to get picked up right. Um, but I guess for me, there's two. I have two. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. I just feel like everyone's just gonna kill it for some reason. I just okay. I have I have high hopes. And then Dune. I think. If Dune is that spectacle that we want as far as a new sci-fi, and I think I think we need desperately need a new sci-fi like trilogy or something, you know. And I, I Star Wars is great and whatnot. Avatar is coming, but is it really? But like mm-hmm. you know, but I, I think we need a new kind of sci-fi. And I assume they thought that that was that's what Blade Runner twenty forty nine was gonna be. Because uh, I know they had they had sequels set up, and then it was, they just said, forget it, you know? Yeah. But I would have to go with those two choices. At least I think I can definitely see if Judas and the Black Messiah is really, really great. I can definitely see that being in everyone's top five. And then Dune, it just it just has to hit that mark. Because I, I don't think Tenet hit that mark to be, like, one of the best movies of all time. No. And I think Dune can hit that mark, and we can get that trilogy. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have my list up now that was kind of like most anticipated that I kind of had for a video and things like that. So um, there's kind of different perspectives, right? Because I feel like a lot of the time for me, whenever I do these like end of the year top 10 lists, it's the thing that I like kind of nerd out the most over. That's kind of what I base. Like, you know, what's my favorite movie of the year? But I definitely think like you were saying, when I was looking through my list, the one that stuck out the most as potentially the best for everyone would definitely be doing and for all the same reasons that you said um but a couple others though that kind of caught my eye that definitely have potential to be like you know favorites or at least my favorite um of course spider-man 3 is definitely Mm -hmm. one of my most anticipated if they end up pulling off what they're planning on pulling off with the multiverse and things like that um no time to die it looks like it's gonna be everything Yeah. yeah everything that everyone wanted from a bond film and uh, the last two, I think Top Gun Maverick actually has a lot of potential. There's, I've seen so much nostalgia the last couple of years over Top Gun mm-hmm. and Top Gun Maverick. I went back and rewatched the trailer the other day after watching Top Gun again this or last year. 
and um, it looks great, and I'm really excited for it. And then the last one, of course, because I kind of forgot it was even coming out next year, but uh, Mission Impossible 7 is actually set for this November so oh, I, I adore follow. Yeah, that's one of the best action movies ever made in my mind. And with Christopher McQuarrie coming back for two more and they're shooting back to back. And from the behind the scenes stuff that we've seen, like not Tom Cruise flipping out, but like the stunts and stuff, it looks like it could be another fallout or another rogue nation, you know, and uh, I'm super excited for it. So those would be kind of my four or five kind of most anticipated those are blockbuster ones but i feel like others that really could have potential is the french dispatch if you're a big wes anderson fan which of course his movies usually go over really well and then uh last night in soho the uh new edgar wright film definitely has potential because everyone loves edgar wright who doesn't love edgar wright that's a great one isn't the movie with uh i think james wan's next horror movie too that we haven't we, we we haven't seen anything on it yet but but I'm, I'm. It's like I think it's called *Malignant* or something like that, and I, I'm just really interested to see what that is. I'm not. I'm not saying it has the potential to be the best. It could be, but like, um, I think last year was a pretty solid year for horror. Um, I think, of course, in the beginning you had the whoops, but I think uh, last year was a pretty solid year for when it comes to really uh, to indie and kind of new horror films. But right. *Hit Malignant*, I'm really interested to see what it's all about and whatnot. Um, I don't. I don't know if there's a bio out. I just know that it's that that he's making it, and it's, that's the title. So mm-hmm. I'm interested. All right. So going to our another another question before we get off the air is uh, this question here uh, asking us about the potential of two Wonder Woman do uh, not Wonder Woman. Oh my God, Warner Brothers <laughs> doing two Batman franchises at the same time. I saw this uh, like last week. Um, whether it was like the potential of bringing back Affleck's Batman or doing and, you know, having it having him go along uh, while doing the Batman. Uh, I think you're giving way too much faith to casual audiences. Uh, if you do that, that's just going to confuse the fuck out of people. Um, <laughs> it won't confuse us because we know the insider. And I hate I really hate when like cinephiles don't think about casuals when it comes to decision making like that, because you know about you know about the two batmans and one's in the dcu and one's not does it mean like my uncle would you know like it just just it doesn't mean that my mom would or like my mom knows her movie stuff from me if i was if i banished she'd be like dude why am i getting why are there two like batman movies going on at the (laughs) same time she'd be baffled and a lot of people would be baffled because that just doesn't make sense and i think uh, there's there's a such thing as oversaturation, and I don't think you want to do that with Batman at all because he's one of the most iconic superheroes. So I really hope they don't do this. If you want to bring Affleck back, I don't know what you do, but I I don't know. Maybe if you do another cameos, I don't I think I don't think we should have a trilogy going with Matt Reeves. I I also feel like that would really really be shitty for Matt Reeves to have a, a trilogy going for the Batman and then you just announce a Batman movie with Affleck. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, what do you think about that? We got a few different ideas. So I agree with a lot of your what you're saying. I do think that, like you said, we we really don't take, uh, or I guess like a lot of people in our community, sometimes even myself included, don't necessarily take general audiences' perspectives uh, into mind the appropriate amount when it comes to things like this. Cause a lot of them, yeah, you're right. Don't really pay attention to these kind of things and they're going to be confused and you know, it's mm. going to lead to a whole other mess for sure. And you're right too. If I was Matt Reeves, I'd feel like that was a giant slap in the face where they, you know, Warner bros have kind of trusted you with this baby of the Batman, one of the biggest characters in pop culture. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh yeah. And you're going to have to compete with another one of our Batman 
and you have this whole Snyder cult, you know, going yeah. after for Ben Affleck, right? So I feel like that would definitely suck. But on the flip side, too, I mean, I have a few ideas, right? So the other side of me says, as like a fan, I do like this idea in the sense that I was thinking of this the other day, shower thoughts, because I, I was in the shower. It's when I do my hmm. best thinking, like anyone else. Um, I kind of realized that it definitely feels like the Batman and Matt Reeves' movies. I could be completely wrong. But it feels like they're definitely going the way of the Dark Knight or like Joker, where they're very much so going to be set in reality. So I was thinking of like what kind of villains could we see in a trilogy from Matt Reeves, and I realized that some of my favorite villains are likely never going to appear in these types of movies because they're far too outlandish. You know, you're never going to get uh, a Mister Freeze or a Poison Ivy or maybe even like a Killer Croc, any any villains like that because they're far too outlandish, right? You would never see Christopher Nolan have Mr. Freeze over someone like Bane or Joker or Scarecrow because they all fit his world. And I feel like so far where we have Catwoman in a much more realistic and less campy Riddler and a much more realistic and less campy Penguin, I feel like we're definitely not going to get some of the best from Batman's rogues gallery. So I kind of like the idea of how Ben Affleck's Batman would be far more blockbustery and like right out of the gate. I think the synopsis or what would have been the synopsis for his solo film would have been that he it's set in Arkham Asylum. So right there you have you would be seeing tons of his you know most famous villains. And then it was supposed to be Deathstroke was kind of the main villain. And I like that idea. And we've already seen that, right? We've had Suicide Squad and we've had these other blockbuster movies that are just they're outlandish, right? And they're blockbusters. And, you know, so I kind of hate that we're not going to see some of my favorite villains because this is going to be kind of grounded in reality again. So I like the idea of having the more grounded version and possibly R-rated version of Batman with the Batman. But then I like having the more blockbuster PG-13 action extravaganza with some of Batman's more outlandish villains with Ben Affleck. So that's kind of the fan in me. And I definitely see where you're coming from. But then my middle thing is kind of like, I think you're right that maybe they should sort of stick to cameos. Like, we already know that Affleck's coming back for at least some scenes in The Flash. I like the idea of keeping Ben Affleck separate and in that role of, like, a supporting role. Because what we heard last is that Michael Keaton's going to be in The Flash to sort of carry on the torch from Ben Affleck, who just wants to be done with the role, it seems anyway, and then Michael Keaton's going to sort of act as like the Nick Fury for the DCEU. Mm. Uh, That's fine, but I think if they want to keep Ben Affleck around, I think they should keep him for team-up movies. If we do get another Justice League, obviously not going to be directed by Zack Snyder. We already know that's not going to happen. Yeah, I think that they should keep him not as a starring character in his own trilogy, but just as a supporting character. Show up in The Flash. Show up in The Flash 2. Show up in Justice League 2 directed by J.J. Abrams or something like that. You know what I mean? Showing up up in a Man of Steel sequel or like a little cameo like he kind of first had, I guess. Or was it a cameo or was it just kind of like when uh, he sent her the picture in Wonder Woman? I can't remember. But you know what I mean? Like little sort of supporting roles in the DCEU, just not a starring trilogy character it's, it's like what they're doing right now with the joker uh they have the joker movie right but that's not like gonna be like a, a trilogy or like a franchise right it was the one-off movie and then you have right. another joker as and leto's coming back for the snyder cut maybe he's back for other movies who knows but like i think that i think you i think the idea of just dropping uh, i think i know affleck is 48 and i know 
I would say give it at least until Matt Reeves' thing is finished. But I think we're past Affleck's Batman as far as his own movie. I'm all for him going into going into uh, more cameos and stuff like that. I know that audiences don't want that, but. Uh, I, I think to to not undermine completely Matt Ring's potential, and I'm super excited. I know people are probably afraid that we won't get you know those those crazy ridiculous like villains like they wanted like in the Nolan movies and stuff like that because it's too real. But my thing is that we haven't seen it. We haven't seen even the first one yet, so maybe he is gonna go that route. Yeah, I don't true. know who would have thought we ever would have got the Riddler in a movie, even though the Riddler, Riddler, Riddler seems like it's gotta be a more grounded Riddler, not like crazy right. um, campy Riddler. He's more like stuff. the Zodiac Riddler than like anything. Zodiac but Riddler. I'm, I'm so um, fucking excited for that. Of course, yeah. I I always wanted that. I I remember right. when I saw the trailer the first thing i tweeted was like i always i've always wanted like uh, a dark a dark dark like riddler like not the right cause i think you could do so much with his like the, the um the riddles and stuff mm-hmm. like that and just like batman's gonna be like finding trying to find all these people who are like i can already see where he's gonna he's, he's gonna try, there's a scene where maybe he's gonna like try to find all these people with like all these bodies laying around and whatnot it's just oh, yeah. yeah there's just so much potential as far as that goes uh and then i, I feel like affleck uh, Batman. I mean, I think yeah, cameos for the time being and whatnot. I that they do think we're past that whole time period, and it also just it also just it it it, it puts a stamp on what I say about Warner Bros. That they just don't know what's happening. They don't. Oh, yeah, this is no, they don't know Like this is this is a this is messy. Like they rush ideas and stuff like that, but then something happens. Like oh okay, well now we, now we want to bring that person back. And I'm like, well, I mean, maybe if you didn't just blow your wad right after like uh, after like one issue, uh, we wouldn't be at this like question or something right now, and things would be more uh, more refined. And it, this is this is messy. Like I'm always like when Joker came out, everyone was like, oh, and then. Uh, when they saw the birds of prey trailer like you know people are asking oh is that the joker that we just seen and it's like it's just messy and i think you gotta it's like ugh, the studio man this studio this studio this studio is so <laughs> wonky when it comes to just like just making stuff make sense and like decision right. making and so it goes back to that to that that hbo max deal and how they had the idea and they said they just did it and then they told nobody but then but then they were surprised that people are like no you know like well it's because you didn't tell them (laughs) i don't know all right um (laughs) that being said everyone thank you guys for joining us today as always really appreciate you guys all for listening on today's um episode of monday morning movies um yeah brett why don't you let everyone know they can follow you Sure. So I am on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at BamTubeTV. All right. And you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. And you can follow me on Instagram, Cinemaniac1994. As far as the schedule goes for the podcast, uh, tomorrow, of course, we'll have... Uh, we'll have Cinemania Live with myself and Hannah, the first one of the year. And then maybe later on today, we'll have Box Office Beatdown Show with my with myself and Larry to talk about Wonder Woman's Week 2. Uh, and then uh, a Wednesday, I have things planned, but I'm not going to say right now. But I have things planned. Thursday, of course, is the Cinemania Live Show again with Hannah and I. Uh, and then Friday, we have the first episode of The Female Gaze, where uh, w- uh, the women of the team will come together to discuss various topics as far as women in the industry. So that's going to be very, very exciting. And that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. Have a good rest of your day. That was Brett. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.